Astro. Hello, everyone listening. Welcome back to the Devo Say So podcast. Here we talk about the latest sports topics and events. And on this beautiful Friday on the eve of NFL playoffs, we will be doing our picks today. I'm not going to be too long today. Hopefully, you know, I can get to rambling sometimes about a lot of sports topics. So hopefully I won't be too long. I'm just going to make my picks. I'm not doing score predictions because I'm horrible at score predictions. I, I, I have no clue. So we're just going to make picks, um, see who has a potential to cover, who doesn't, and also see if we have any upsets. And with that, we will get started with the first game of the wild card, wild card round, excuse me, which will be the Texans and the Browns. Obviously, the Texans are hosting this game as the AFC South winners. Cleveland, who's kind of had a, the most sporadic up and down season as possible, you know, going from Deshaun Watson being out, him having drama with the head coach. And Joe Flacco basically coming off his couch and been pretty much balling. You know, they've been playing well, has had back-to-back 300-yard games, three touchdowns. And so Joe Flacco has put this uh, – well, actually, let me calm down. I can't really say put the team on his back. His defense is an elite defense. And his defense has been carrying this team with all the teams they played. The Texans, obviously, the new sheriff in town with C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans coming in and changing this program from just the, the – Dirt bottom ground. This team was, you know, one of the worst in the NFL the last couple of seasons. And now with D'Amico and, De- and CJ coming in, they've been playing well. So for this game, a lot of people picking the Browns. Obviously, the Browns are two-point favorites. I think the Texans are going to come out with this win. I think the Texans are going to surprise a lot of people and come out with this win. When I look at Joe Flacco, yes, he's played well this season, but... With the gunslingers, they turn the ball over. And Joe Flacco has led the NFL in turnovers since he's been in the lineup this year. So I think he could put this Cleveland Browns team in jeopardy a couple of times. And I think with the caliber of C.J. Stroud, I think he has the ability to take advantage of those opportunities. I'm also looking at the Texas defense. Although their interior is not the most impressive, I do like their secondary a lot. You know, I thought they had a good secondary last year. I think when healthy, they've had a good secondary this year. So I think that they can, you know, match up well. And also, last the last time these two teams played, Amari Cooper had a game, you know, having over 250 yards and a touchdown. So I think they're going to be really locked in in this game because they were embarrassed. Obviously, I think Domingo's going to have this team ready and, and ready to, you know, play well because that was an embarrassment you know Amari Cooper he just had his way with the secondary I think they're going to be very prepared coming up in this game and this defense of Cleveland like I said it's an elite defense and so you know teams that can get to the quarterback with a guy like Miles Garrett who's probably going to win defensive player of the year we'll see there's no real guarantees but I think should win the award you can rattle a young quarterback but like I said in my last video, I think C.J. Stroud is in the elite tier of quarterbacks, and I think that he can offset all that. Well, my philosophy is uh, an elite quarterback can offset a great defense. You know, it's the, always the saying, you know, good offense always beats good defense. So I think C.J. is going to have 
you know, a little bit of a coming out party. I know a, a fair amount of people know his name and have seen him play, but the Texans haven't really played on national television this year outside of the game versus the Colts. And I think this game, with it being the first playoff game of the season, being played first around, or at least in in my time in, in Houston, around 3 o'clock, I think a lot of people are going to want to get their eyes on CJ, see what he's about. And I think that's only going to amplify his play. I think he's going to have a game. I think he's going to play well and is going to carry his team to victory like he always does. I also think they need to get the run game going, you know, with Singletary. Haven't seen a lot of Damian Pierce this year, oddly. But I think that he can be a huge help for this team and he can really, you know, get the run game going with this team. As far as Cleveland Browns offensively, you know, Joe Flacco's been playing well, but honestly, you know, I think that's a little fugazi. I think that them going up against a Texans team who's good, I think we'll start to see him regress a little bit. Like I said, he's still been turning the ball over. You know, I don't think he'll throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns like he's been doing the last couple of weeks. I do think they need to lean on the run game a little bit more just to have a fair balance because you don't want Joe Flacco just slinging a rock. 45 times back there like he's in his prime i don't think that's the key to victory either but if you're the if you're the browns offense protect the ball um your defense is going to get stops just protect the ball move downfield get easy points and the texans obviously run the ball if you're able to run the ball in this defense you're nine times out of ten you're going to be successful cj stroud just needs to be protected somehow some way i don't know how that's going to happen but like I said, I think CJ Stroud will find a way to win this game. So I'm going with the Texans. I'm going with the home team. I guess you can call that a little bit of an upset. Not really an upset because the Browns are only two-point favorites, in my opinion. I don't really count that as an upset. But uh, I'm going with the Texans to win this game. Moving on to the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Now, as far as the weather situations for this game, it's been crazy. So at first, it was supposed to be negative 17 now they've bumped it up to negative 30 and it's supposed to feel like negative two. So this is going to be a really, really cold game. Probably one of the most coldest in NFL history. And obviously it is not an advantage to the Dolphins, but I don't really think it helps the Kansas City Chiefs either. When you talk about their struggles this year, they've had over 30 drops as a receiving core or as a team, matter of fact. And so I don't think the cold is going to help with that either. On top of that, we saw a Buffalo Bills team last year have their home game in the snow, and it looked like it played to their disadvantage. So I don't think that, you know, them playing in the cold is going to help them either. But I do think Kansas City is going to come out with the win in this game. Listen, I know they've been inconsistent. They've lost six games this they've lost six games this year, which is the most in the Patrick Mahomes era. But until this team shows me otherwise, I'm always going to bet on them come January and February. And I'm not going to do that, especially for a Dolphins team whose quarterback, I just quite frankly don't believe in. I don't think Tua has the ability to win these type of games when the, when the situations are not in his favor. Now, we don't know what the injury report is going to be for the team offensively. We expect Waddle to play. We expect Tyreek to play. But... As of right now, I haven't seen any confirmation that they're going to play, so I don't know. But Tua, again, is a guy who has seemed to struggle when it comes to the big-time games and big-time matchups. This is a team who's only had one win over an opponent that's won over 500% of their games. So 
you know, I I don't have the biggest faith in, in the Dolphins to begin with, whether they were playing the Chiefs or not, especially in the playoff environment. And with them being decimated by injuries on the defensive side of the football, it just only, you know, decreases my belief in this team. And so when I look at the Miami Dolphins, I'm looking at Tua and I'm wanting to see more from him from a uh, progression standpoint as far as staying in the pocket and making reads. A lot of times when I watch Tua, I see him panicking a lot in the pocket. You know, he, he... Anytime he has to stay in it, when his first read is in there, he has to go to second and third read. He's, when he's slapping the ball in the pocket, you know, he doesn't really make good decisions. And it feel like a lot of his decisions are rest, and he's scared to get sacked. And so I, I, he he doesn't really have the pocket presence that I want, want my quarterbacks to have or I would want guys to have in the pocket. And so I think with this Kansas City Chiefs team that can get to the quarterback with Chris Jones leading the helm of that and – with this defense that has been playing well, obviously they, they they played in London. They played Tyreek Hill well as well. So I think Tua has to be able to make reads and has to be able to take the check down and, and go to the second and third guy because this offense is geared for him to make five drop steps and sling it and not even think about it. But once, that, once you drop back and that guy isn't there and you have to make reads, Tua kind of struggles with that. Now, I'm not saying Tua can't, you know, throw the ball. Or I'm not saying that he, he doesn't have the ability to make these reads. I'm just saying I don't really see a lot of that from him consistently. And so in a playoff game where the, you know, the expectations are increased and everything is, is on a fault, I don't think that this will be the game where Tua can display that, especially when all the good teams they played, they basically lost to. Um, So... I'm picking the Chiefs in this game, obviously. You know, Andy Reid, I think, is going to dial up. Listen, as bad as this offense has looked this season, I still don't think Andy Reid has showed us his full hand. I think he still has some things under the table, under his sleeve, that he hasn't shown yet that he's going to keep intact for the postseason. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they're going to win more than that. I think they're going to win by at least 10. I don't think the Dolphins obviously aren't built for the cold. It's in Arrowhead, which in most Cases is a death sentence to most teams unless your name is Joe Burrow. So, again, not to bash Tua, but I just don't think Tua has the ability. And he hasn't shown me that he can win games like this. And Kansas City with this great defense, the best in the Patrick Mahomes era, I think is going to get after Tua. And we're going to see a lot of struggles. So, that is that. Moving on to Steelers versus Buffalo. Listen, a lot of people think Buffalo is going to just blow this team out. I don't really think so. I think Buffalo is going to win. Right now, there are nine-point favorites. I do think the Steelers are going to cover that um, just because they've been playing their best best ball with Mason Rudolph. He's been able to get George picking the ball. And also, the Bills have a lot of injuries defensively. You know, uh, Taylor Rapp is going to be out as well. So I think that, you know, they're just not going to go up and down the field on Buffalo. But I do think they will have some success we saw from the Miami game that, you know, if you're able to scheme correctly, you can be effective running the ball against them. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers having Najee Harris that, you know, they're going to have a fair amount of success running a football on them. And the major key for me for this game is Buffalo has to get up early. They have to take care of business early, punch them in the mouth, you know, get up so that the Steelers have to throw their, they have to throw their way back in the game. And even though I said, you know, Mason Rudolph has been playing 
pretty well for this team and the offense has looked pretty well. I don't think they're going to win in a situation where they have to throw themselves back in the game with Mason Rudolph. I just don't think that that's a recipe for success for this team. So, listen, if you're Buffalo, it's very important. You don't play around because you don't want to play around with a team like this who kind of has nothing to lose. You want to go up, take care of business, and and just handle that. And so I think Josh Allen, who the last couple of weeks really hasn't played Josh Allen great football. And so I think this week is going to end that spell. I think he's going to have a really good game, you know, passing-wise. And also, the, the 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 Buffalo Bills, you know, it's odd. They're, they're probably the most dangerous team in the playoffs because – you don't know if they're going to be a threat to themselves or a threat to other teams. It's it's you know it's 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 a hat trick to figure out which Buffalo Bills teams we're going to get because consistently now with uh, with Gabe Davis being out of this game is very huge because over the last couple of weeks and this five game stretch that they've been on, Gabe Davis has been the key part in the as far as the receiving game for Josh Allen. So I think it's going to be important that you know him and Stephon Diggs get back on page. They had a couple good moments in the game versus Miami. I think they have to build on that. Also, other guys like Shakur, uh, uh, Dawson, Dalton Dalton Kincaid, I think those guys have to step up too. And also, still continue that fine balance between the run game. I, you don't need to go into the playoffs making Josh Allen play hero ball. Have a fine balance. You know, James Cook, who's a pro bowler this year, is very capable of, you know, running the ball effectively. you got a guy in you know Leonard Fournette that you just picked up who can be your bell cow in that situation. So I think Buffalo is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Though. I think it'll be one possession. I'll say six points, possibly a touchdown. So yeah, I think Buffalo is going to win, but I do think the Steelers were covered at spread. Moving on to the Cowboys and the Packers. Now, when I saw this matchup was pretty much confirmed, I could only chuckle, you know, Nothing good for the Cowboys ever happens when they have to play Green Bay in the playoffs. I mean, it's just from the the catch for Des Bryant that was a catch, and then it wasn't. They lost that game, and then you know Aaron Rodgers in 2016 making the greatest throw I've ever seen in my life. You know, down or the game was tied, rolling to the left side, throwing off your back shoulder across the across your face, Jared Cook for the sidelines. I mean. I watched that play the other day, and it's still the greatest pass that I've ever seen in my life. But all point being, the Cowboys, nothing great ever happens when they have to play the Packers. Something always happens. And so from that perspective, you have to be a little worried. But when I look at this team, the the Packers are the second youngest team, I believe, in NFL history to make the playoffs. I think this game is going to be a blowout. I think Dallas is going to handle their business at home. They're world beaters at home. This Cowboys, I'm excuse me, this Packers secondary and this defense is not good at all. I think Dallas is going to take full advantage of that. Um, I do think, though, that if the Packers are able to get a run game going with Aaron Jones, who's fairly successful against the Packers in his career, that it can make a difference. Because if you get into a situation where you have to make Jordan Love become a passer, well, let me not say that because Jordan Love can pass the ball. When you get into a situation where you have to throw yourselves back in the game against a pass rush in Dallas that is elite and they can get to the quarterback, I don't think that is a recipe for success. 
And, you know, Jordan Love, who I think is going to be a great player, an MVP type player, he's shown me this year that, you know, he can he can grow into that. I don't think he's there yet. And I don't think he's good enough yet to where he can, like I talk about with CJ Stroud, offset what how great the defense is and carry the team. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think this team is there yet. But I do think, you know, they're a scary team because they have nothing to lose. You know, they're they're a young team who has nothing to lose. They're playing on national television in Dallas, which is basically as prime time as it gets. So I do think they're going to have the energy. The energy is going to be there. The effort will be there from those teams. If you're Dallas, you have to find a way to maintain that. You know, get up early, punch them in the mouth area because they're going to run the ball. And they're probably going to run the ball effectively because this cap, this Cowboys defense doesn't do a good job of stopping the run. You know, Dan Quinn and his, his philosophy of not having heavy guys up front but fast and agility guys who can, you know, get from sideline to sideline doesn't really mix well with, you know, the run game and going against that. So I do think that the Cowboys, it's a slight chance that we could be watching a close game coming Sunday. I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose, but I don't think you want to put yourself in a situation where, number one, it's a close game with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Number two, you have you make Mike McCarthy make critical decisions down the stretch because you know Mike McCarthy is, is not the the best down the stretch play caller decision maker you know he makes a lot of questionable decisions so I think if you're Dallas you have to come out immediately out the gate and punch this team in the face and the only chance the Packers have is if the run game is going you know balance that with Jordan Love's ability to pass the ball I think it's also funny how. You know, teams like Cleveland Browns and the, the Panthers and the Chicago who spent their whole team existence trying to find a quarterback and Green Bay just picks up first ballot Hall of Famers like it ain't nothing. I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to be that, but I don't think Jordan Love is going to be an MVP type player in the foreseeable future. But, you know, they're on their third quarterback in what, 20 years? Like they can just pick up a quarterback and, he's, you know, plug him in and he's going to be good. So... I just thought that was funny, but I do think, you know, the Dallas are going to win this game fairly easy. I don't think the Packers will cover, but I won't be surprised if they do. But, you know, Cowboys are minus seven. I think they'll win by 14, 21 points possibly. Moving on to, in my opinion, the best storyline of the first round or the wild card round with the Rams and the Lions. Obviously, excuse me, Matthew Stafford, you know, returning to the Lions to a team where he's been with. For over 10 plus years, you know, put up great numbers, was a great player there. I, I don't know how factual it is, but I saw on the internet that the the Lions are banning fans from wearing Matthew Stafford Lion jerseys to the game. Again, I don't know how factual that is, but if that is true, I think that that's really going to pump Matthew Stafford up. I also think the fact that, you know, this team in Detroit, who's been, you know, poverty for the most part, has a good team. They've won a division. I don't think it's a chance that Matthew Stafford lets this team get their first playoff win in I don't know how many years against him, considering how long he was there and how much he's loved there. I do think the Rams are going to win this game. You know, I'm looking at this team and, and the Rams who they have two good receivers Run game that's been very been playing very well this season. And obviously Matthew Stafford, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback in my in my opinion, who also is now coming into this postseason with experience as a Super Bowl champion, knowing what it takes to win these games 
winning on the road and whatnot. So I think that, you know, this this game is going to be close. I think Matthew Stafford and the guys are going to edge it out. I'm not the biggest fan of Detroit's defense. You know, their secondary is very lacking. Obviously, we know with Aiden Hutchinson, they can put pressure on the quarterback, which plays into their favor since Matthew Stafford is, you know, the old school stand-in-the-pocket type of guy. And because of that, I think, you know, the Rams are going to face a lot of pressure in their face. So I think it's it's very important that, you know, they get the ball out quick, screen play, shallow crosses, you know, get, get Cooper Cup and Puka involved early, which is very dangerous. But... You know, a lot of people before the season just wrote this team off. You know, everybody was talking about how the Rams are going to be a bottom. They were a bottom five roster. They're going to be a bottom five team. They should be tanking. I'm looking at this team before the season starts. I'm looking at a great coach in Sean McVay, the great, the greatest offensive-minded coach in this time. I'm looking at Matthew Stafford, who's a great quarterback. I'm looking at Cooper Cup, who's a great receiver. And now with the emergence of Puka Nakua, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year, his emergence along with the running back in Williams, I definitely think this team is very dangerous. And like I said before, with the experience, and I didn't even mention the defense with Aaron Donald and how they've improved week by week. With the experience that this team has with winning the Super Bowl recently and still having the pieces from that Super Bowl, I think this team is going to be very dangerous. They won't be rattled coming in this game. And so I think it's going to be a very close game. And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Jared Goff. He's played well, yes. But at the end of the day, I think this game is going to show, you know, who won the trade. I know technically people are going to say the Rams won. And I'm in my opinion, they won because they won the Super Bowl. But a lot of people look at Detroit and say, hey, you know, Detroit was never this good with Matthew Stafford, statistically speaking. Now, obviously, they have way more help than they did when Matthew Stafford was ever there. But a lot of people are going to say that. So I think Matthew Stafford is basically going to, you know, clear the distance between him and Jared Goff and, you know, really showing to everybody who won the trade, showing who's the better quarterback. And, you know, I think the Rams will win this game. And I, like I said, Jared Goff, you know, he's not the best quarterback when pressure's in his face. You know, if he's well protected, you know, things can go well. If he's not, it can go haywire. And in a pressure environment, I don't really know if I can trust him. So. I'm going with the Rams in this game. And the last game of the wildcard round, which is on the following Monday, is the Eagles versus Buccaneers now. The Eagles have been spiraling in the wrong direction in every which way possible. I mean, I I can't remember the last time a team that made the Super Bowl last year looked this bad, you know, going into the postseason. Like I always tell y'all, man, you always want to go into the postseason feeling good about yourself, racking up great wins. This team has been doing everything but that. And with them losing the way they've lost to the Cardinals and the Giants, because at first, you know, they were losing to good teams, but they've also beaten good teams. You know, they've beaten Kansas City, beaten Buffalo, beaten Dallas. So they had beaten good teams, and they were just, you know, they had a pretty rough stretch of playing, you know, a lot of good teams and losing. So at first, I wasn't really too worried. But now when you lose to the trash cans of the NFL, the Cardinals and the Giants, and you lose pretty badly. I mean, they were down, I believe, 17 and nothing at half to the Giants. Couldn't really move the ball. And now the injury bug has crept up with this team with, you know, Jalen Hurts dealing with the knee. On top of that, now has a finger. I read a report yesterday saying that he hasn't thrown all week, which is weird. Um, A.J. Brown is now dealing with a finger injury. Devontae Smith was in a boot after the Cardinals game. So, 
not only is this team not playing well, but they're also banged up. And that's pretty much a double whammy. Now you're in a situation where you don't win a division and you have to go on a roll for the rest of the postseason, which means that you're not going to be able to get to the Super Bowl unless you go to Dallas or you got to go through uh, San Fran, which, you know, both teams are pretty tough, especially at home. And I'm looking at this team, especially in, in Nick Sirianni, who has seemed to have lost his way with the play calling, clock management, decision making in the clutch. But I do think that the I don't believe that the, he's lost this locker room. You know, the vibe I get, especially from watching the AJ Brown post game interview, you know, talking about his respect for Nick Sirianni. I don't think that he's lost the players. I think these players want to play well for him. They want to play hard for him. And I do like uh, Nick as a coach, but they just can't right now. Right now, they're just not a good team. And, you know, specifically, the defense is what's let them down the most. And this was a team who previously you could have, you know, ran the, 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 the interior from the defensive side of the football was the most dominant, and it, it helped the secondary their interior is middle of the pack now, if not below that. I mean, they don't get to the quarterback. They don't get that many pressures. And you look at the secondary, not only is it decimated with injuries, but when healthy, it's not that good to begin with. I mean, you know, James Bradbury has been getting cooked all year long. Uh, obviously, Slay has been hurt. I don't know if he's going to play in this game, you know, coming off of surgery. And they just, they've never been, they, and... In certain situations, they don't play well. I'm starting to think it's a coaching thing because they have the right personnel. And, you know, when Matt Patricia taking over defensive play calling, I don't think that's a good move at all. I don't think that Matt Patricia was the answer. I don't, he hasn't been good anywhere outside of Bill Belichick under the Patriots. So it, it looks to be that the defense has gotten worse. And in and, and, and certain situations, they don't call the right calls. They don't play the sticks, and it, 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 they just look clueless sometimes. And so I don't think that this is a team who's ripe to make a deep playoff run. Now, in this game versus the Bucks, they're going to beat the Bucks because the Bucks are a bad team. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. Y'all can talk about Baker Mayfield and, oh, my God, he's revived his career, and that's fine. You know, he's played decent this year, and he'll probably win comeback player of the year. But I'm sorry. Everybody's talking about how the – the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and this and that. They're 9-8. and eight. They're only in the playoffs because they're playing in the worst division in football. Like, they're 9-8. and eight. And also people are going to say, oh, well, yeah, they were 9-8 and eight last year with Tom Brady. Yeah, a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Like, he was 45 who was basically retired and then came back. So... That's not too impressive, bro. And, you know, I'm looking at this Bucks team, a team that is two and six versus teams over five hundred this year. And one of those six losses was against Philly at home. To which they were blown out. So, no, I don't think they're gonna beat Philly. Do I think it'll be close? I do think this game is going to be close just because Philly they haven't shown me that they can take care of minutes versus any team. And Philly's gonna find a way to make this game close. And, you know, Baker and them are going to have their chance to capitalize. But I don't think they will because I think Tampa's going to get in their own way. And it's because it's Baker Mayfield. Listen, I'm happy that, you know, he's found his way to stay in the league. And, you know, he's probably going to get an extension for the team next season. 
But let's be real. You know, his numbers against teams over 500 are not good at all. And this team doesn't play well when they play teams over 500. Heck, I just watched them score nine points against the Panthers, who are the worst team in the NFL, and Baker played terribly. I mean, didn't complete 60% of his passes. He was horrible. So, I do believe he was hurt, but, you know, again, like I said last episode, if we're not going to speak on Josh Allen being hurt last year and y'all bashing him, obviously Jalen Hurts is banged up. It's many quarterbacks banged up by this time of the year, so I don't want to hear that excuse. So, the Eagles will win this game. They will win this game because Tampa Bay is a bad team. I have no faith in them going in after the next round. I have no faith in them past the second round. I don't think whoever the, whoever they play in the second round, I think they will lose. Um, um, and I think that they will lose pretty badly just because that's been the motto for this team. They haven't played well in games, meaningful down the stretch. And with Jalen being banged up, you can't really run them as much. And they haven't done a great job of running the football this year. You know, with DeAndre Swift, who's going to be a pro bowler, a thousand-yard rusher, they don't even run him that much. You know, the thing with this offense was last year, it was a healthy mix between the run and the pass, a lot of RPOs, and we haven't seen that this year. So I think if they get back to that, maybe. But even then, it wasn't that all successful when they were. So this team has a lot of problems, and they have too many problems for me to say that they're going to, you know, make a deep playoff run. I had them in the Super Bowl before the season even started. You know, by, you know, week 16, I already revoked that title from them. And it really took me too long to do that to begin with. So, I think they'll win this game. And that's going to do it. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's the what's the spread? So, the Eagles are a, a minus three versus Tampa Bay. Mm, I say this game is going to be decided by. I think it'll be one possession. But I think. It'll be around five to six points. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to get that close. Again, they're going to find a way to, to get in their own way. So, But that is going to do it for today's episode. Like I said, we will obviously have reactions and you know post-game analysis after Saturday and Sunday's games. And then we will go into next week, uh, pick them Fridays for the next couple of games. Hope all y'all enjoy the games and have a safe time. We will be back. Peace out.